0: Okay, we're getting here on the top of Kufyutet Amu continuing with the Amuraim who are stating Taitali that I should get credit for this item. The last one we had was from Abaye, who said that I should have credit because I always made a siyum for the young Tamidikamim that finished the Mesahta. Now we have Ravel. Whenever a young Tamakalkum, lung whipper stamper Tamakalkum came before me for judgment, Zigna Reshe would not allow my head to hit the pillow until I had the chance to turn over and try to find... Something that would help him out. I recused myself from any adjudication involving a tzurba My the because they are so beloved to me, like my own flesh. A person never sees what's wrong with what they're doing, or never sees the negative in what they're doing. And therefore, he felt he would be biased in any case to the midrabanan. Ranya, used to wrap himself up and then go around sunset on Arab Shabbat. Amar bo the Krat Shabbat Let's go out and greet the Shabbat queen. Ranya, Levi Shmone. used to get dressed up in his Shabbat clothing, Shabbat. boikala, boikala, bo. Come, my bride. Come, my bride. And obviously, this is part of the basis for the song of the that we have in the Kabbalat Shabbat. But from here comes two basic dinim, one of which is that a person has to get dressed up when they go into Shabbat, that they should be dressed appropriately and have their Shabbat clothing. The other thing is that they should act as if they're greeting the Malkah. And therefore, according to the Rambam, one has to actually take physical steps towards greeting the Malkar or the kalah, not simply turn around or wave, but actually take steps towards the kalah, as if you're greeting them and bringing them in. I know that Rabbi David over here mentions that it says, that his head was wrapped because you're going out to greet the Shabbat, the Shekhinah, and therefore one's head had to be covered in order to go greet the Shabbat malka. For that reason, he says that his Rabbi of Soloveitchik, used to wear a hat at Kabbalat Shabbat for this reason. Not sure that the two are the same. teif means to wrap up the head, not necessarily wearing a hat, but he did have his head covered for that reason. Yes, that's correct. Timanim wear a talit for Kabbalat Shabbat based on the Rambam that they were wearing tzitzit, but it's also based on the demar earlier in the Masech, the bad. We also had a similar description of to where the Gemara describes Rabbi Yehudu Bar Yiloi used to get himself ready, Umitate, Yosheh Sadinim Hamitzu Yatzin, the Amalach Hashem Tzfakot, and that was his preparation, or his going out to greet the Shabbat, which involved Ituf and Tzitzit. There it says that they had Tzitzit on their Bigadim. From that, the Teimanim have the minhag to wear a couple Kabbalat Shabbat because of this Rambam, as well as the Gemara back on Chafeya De he went to his house, Grivulei Tlat, Savei Brought for him three wafers with fat from the tail or with oil on them, some sort of delicacy. Had you know I was coming, that you put all this good stuff together. You're any better than her. You made it to greet the Shabbat Malka. You just happened to show up and eat it instead, but it was for the Shabbat Malka. Rabbi Aava Zavin Astire Pshite Rabbi used to go and purchase with thirteen sla'im meat from 13 butchers. So Pshite is referring to the Sela Medina and not the Sela tsuri Sela Medina is one-eighth of a Sela Tzuri or the equivalent of half a dinar. There are four dinar in a Sela. Half a dinar would be one-eighth of a Sela Tzuri. That's what we're speaking about over here. And we go to 13 butchers buys meat. And he used to pay them when he crossed over the threshold. Rashi brings one interpretation that as he entered the store, he used to shake the money as he crossed over the threshold. Vamaloub. Sure high. Sure high. Get ready. Quick. Get my meat ready. And he was trying to encourage them to be expedient in providing him the meat for Shabbat because he was excited about doing this with Chloda Shabbat. That's one interpretation. The other interpretation is that when he brought it home and he crossed over the threshold of his house, he would call out to the servants to come quick, come quick, take this meat from me, I got to go out and get the next piece of meat that I'm going to buy in the other 12 butchers. Question of whether he's speaking to the butchers or he's speaking to his household, to the servants in his household. Rabbi Abel, Rabbi Yotiv, uh, Tachtaka Deshino. Rabbi Abel was sitting on an ivory stool, Umoshif Nura, and he was bellowing the fire. He was doing something in preparation for Shabbat. He's a wealthy individual. Obviously he's sitting on a ivory stool, the man of means. Yet, he still was not beneath him. He did not see it as being demeaning for him to prepare something for Shabbat. So he used to sit there and bellow the fire in order that it would be a good fire and cook for Shabbat or be warm for Shabbat. Vanan Lavish Gunda, he used to put on clothing, Rashi said, that was black, in order to cook and get involved with the food. Equivalent of an apron so some of the covering begged that would not ruin his clothing, but he would get dressed in his work clothing. Shabbat, we saw this just before in the Gemara that the clothing in which a person cooks or works in the kitchen is not the ones that he should be using to serve his master so he didn't want to get his Shabbat clothing dirty he didn't want to get his regular clothing dirty so he had a special gunda that he put on in order to prepare for Shabbat Safra, resha, Safra used to singe the head of the animal that was available for preparations of Shabbat. Rava Malach Shivuta. Rava used to salt the Shivuta fish. Of Huna Madlik Shrage. Huna used to light the candles. Of Papa Gadil tilta Papa used to twine the wicks. Frista Parim Silka. Used to chop up dice beets. Rava Rav Yosef. Mitzal They used to chop wood for Shabbat the preparation of Shabbat. Rabbi it's Tutute used to collect the kindling for the fire. Nachman by Katef He used to carry loads. He used to load himself up, come in, load himself, go out. Whatever work was ready to be done, he used to do to get involved in the preparations of Shabbat. Mar Makli Maklian Lee, Rabbi Yami Ravasi. If Rabbi Yami and Rasi came dolly ador milo mukatvin and kamei, wouldn't I be running around preparing for them and making sure that all their needs were taken care of? I get the Amrei, Rabbi v'ali That this was said about Rabbi Yami Ravasi. I'm Ra'ilu Lo Rabbi Yochanan had Rabbi Yochanan come to visit us milo mukatvin and kamei. Would we not have acted in a similar manner? So they were doing it at the Shabbat. They were doing it to prepare for Shabbat, but they felt that preparing for the Shabbat or the getting involved in whatever. Whatever there was was the equivalent of their Rebbe coming. And therefore they did not hold out their vood, they didn't feel it to be demeaning to get involved in the preparations of Shabbat. The Rambam quotes this all the aloko that these Tamir Chachamim, got involved in the preparations of Shabbat, and therefore it's important that a person be engaged in the preparations of Shabbat or do things to prepare for the Shabbat. Yosef Moker Shavi. Yosef was the person who gave kavod le Shabbat. Very famous story. Avohau Nachri There was a non-Jew in his neighborhood. He's extremely wealthy, again, a man of means. Amri the astrologer said to him, Yosef That gentleman, Yosef, the mechabit of Shabbat, is going to consume, he's going to take all of your wealth. So this individual says, I'll be smarter than that. Sold all of his possessions. marganita. He bought with it a very precious jewel. And then he put it into his hat. He placed it into his hat. Rashi talks about here that it was a hat made out of felt, or different levels, and it had jewels, it was bejeweled, and it had this large jewel on it as well, but he basically deposited all of his wealth on his head, it was crossing over a bridge, a wind came and blew it off, and it went flying down into the water, a fish swallowed it up, they hauled it up. and someone reeled in, this fish Late on Erev Shabbat, Am Reiman Zavin Gihashto. Who would buy a fish this size so late before Shabbat? And that everybody's got their preparation. Everybody's done. Who's gonna expend their money on such an item? Of course, they said, I'm Lu, Zilam Tiwa, Legabi Yosef, Mokir Shavet, Rogel de Zavin. Gotta go to Yosef, the Mechabet of Shabbat, who would buy such a thing. He's always doing things, Lechwada Shabbat. Tiwa ni Aleim, brought it to him. Zavne, purchased it. Kare, he ripped it open. Ashkach Bei Marganita, found it in this jewel. Zavne, he sold it, but Tleisar, Elita the Dinarit the Davil. Ashley says, 13 aliyot, full of gold coins, gold dinarim. Tosavo it says, this Elita is some sort of, utensil that was filled with gold coins. Rashi over here has actually, seems to be a different gear, so it says Tresar, Lita, he had 12, not 13. But then Rashi goes on to say that when the Gemara uses these 12s and 13s, it's a Derech guzma, An exaggeration, just means a lot. He got a tremendous amount of money for selling this jewel. Pagabai Bay Savo. Ultimately, German bumped into it. Amar man to Yosef shabto one who borrows on behalf of Shabbat, Shabbat pays him back. We're saying that about Yosef, Milker, Shave, who always expended money or borrowed money to the Shabbat and finally the Shabbat pays him back with this jewel that came in the fish. What is the scot that the wealthy individuals in Eretz Israel have? The reason they are so wealthy is because they take off Ma'asrot. Partial of Ma'asrot begins with Aser aser. There it says, aser, bishviel, shetit asher. one should take off masroth in order to become wealthy. Not necessarily that you do it for that reason, but it is a outcome of taking off masroth and giving them masroth pro- properly. Hashem will reward them with wealth. The wealthy in what are they with? I'm late. They give the Torah in other lands other countries what are they with? The they give to Shabbat. I went to a household in Lutgia that I was visiting for Shabbat they brought in front of him a golden table and needed to be carried by 16 people there were 16 Chains of silver that were hanging from it. We had uh, plates, cups, pitchers, ladles, goblets. had plates, cups, pitchers, ladles, goblets. The Vala V comine machau and on it was all different types of food, migadim, all types of delicacies, desserts, ubisamim, and incense. Kshminikinoto Umrim when they place the table down they say Lashem Arats Umlawa Uh Shemisalkino To and when they remove the table Umrim Ashamaim Shemaim Lashem The Arets Natan livnei Adam that the Shemaim belongs to Hashem, and the Arts itan livnei Adam it's interesting over here, the Gemara in Ketzer Mevarchim quotes this as one of the sources for Bracha rishona that a person needs to make a Bracha rishona. because anybody who doesn't say a Bracha rishona is either a Kilu Ma'al, Kilu Gazal. It says that before you make a Bracha, then it's Hashem Ha'aretz M'lo'ah. After you make the Bracha, it's Hashem Ha'aretz Natan Ne'adam. That's permission for the person to be Ne'ne. But here they did something interesting. They said La'aretz M'lo'ah when it was put down, but only after they said the Bracha Achronah after they would finished eating, did they say, "Ashamayim shamayim shamla it's natanli ne adam. Just little nuanced difference between Gumar here and that, which is mentioned in Brochot. Marti beni, ba What merit do you have that you have such wealth? Amli katzav haiti, I was a butcher. Kobe mash aita na'ah, from any animal that was really nice. And marti zu, tehei Shabbat. This should be designated for Shabbat. Marti Ashracha. She says be praised that you were zuchetelis. Baruch Hashem, and Hashem did the right thing by giving you this schut because you acted in such an honorable way, acted in such a wonderful way. The idea being that throughout the week, the person bumps into something unique or special that they should have set it aside for Shabbat. Be so mechabit the Shabbat, or the Shabbat. The says to him, Why are the dishes for Shabbat so aromatic, smell so good? We have this special spice, the Shabbat shemal and it's called Shabbat. We place it into these dishes, and it gives off this wonderful aroma. Let us have some of that. Mado says, no, 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 can't just have it. This spice only works for people who keep Shabbat. You don't keep Shabbat. It does not help you. And everybody can attest to the fact that the dishes on Shabbat always smell so wonderful and that the wife would always say that there's always a miracle of Shabbat that the dishes all come out and everything tastes wonderful. Amalivaluta the Ramamnuna. So the Vej Galuta, the exact center of Amnuna, Might dechtev Dosh Ashem Mihupad. What is meant by this part of the Pasukin Ishayao? Malay Yom Kippurim. This refers to Yom Kippur Shaimboloachilah. Veloshtiya. Doesn't have eating and drinking. Amratura. The Torah there says Kabdeubiksut nikiyah. Therefore you should honor it with clean clothing. Vihibato and then Chibato, we're going to have a machok here between Rav and Shmuel. Rav and Shmuel are referring to the meal of Shabbat. Chibato, you should make it unique or special, the meal of Shabbat. They're not necessarily arguing. Rav is saying that if you normally eat later, then on Shabbat, you should eat earlier. And Shmuel says, if you normally eat earlier, you should eat later on Shabbat. You should make it something different. Rav saying make it earlier so that you can enjoy the meal earlier. Shemol said make it later so you have more of an appetite for the meal. But either way, a change from what you normally do during the weekday. Arashi says, on the reason that the Gemara asks, he says Mirichtiv v'karat le shabbat doneg b'chlal d'kdo she shabbat kai. Because it already mentioned the karat Shabbatoneg, shabbat and then it seems to switch gears and says d'kdo she sham mechubad v'chibato. Then v'chibato is referring to shabbat. So Yom Kippur is handled by this d'kdo she sham mechubad v'karat shabbat is referencing shabbat. But what you see from Rashi is this statement of d'kdo she sham mechubad that is referencing Yom Akippurim. Is unique to Yom Kippur. It's not about Shabbat. It's not about anything else. There are others, like the Rambam, that believe that this statement of Gosh Hashem Mechubadir is not unique to Yom Kippurim, but a more general statement about Yom Tov, not just about Yom Kippurim, but about Yom Tov itself. That there is a din of kavod in Yom Tov, just like there is a din of kavod in Shabbat that could have nafgaminot because, according to Rashi. We don't necessarily have a charge he did a Divrei Kabbalah to have Kavod Yom Tov. We only have it by Shabbat and Yom Kippurim, not necessarily by Yom Tov. As opposed to the others who believe that it also applies by Yom Tov. There is Rashi on Chumash in Parshat Emor It talks about the Kavod Machbod B'Ksut There's a Rashi over there that's out of place. It's supposed to be by Yom Kippurim, and that Rashi is placed under the other Yomim Tovim. So go when you do the Shteimikre Echatargum on Parshat Emor. You'll see that that Rashi is out of place. It should be under the category of Yom Kippur, not where it's found necessarily in the Chumashim. So the children of Papa, Papa said to Papa, what should we do? We eat meat and drink wine every day. What should we do to make Shabbat special? If you normally eat earlier, eat later. If you normally eat later, Eat it earlier. It's interesting here is that they're speaking to Rav Poppa. and in other places says that Rapapa was a balbasar. He was a heavier individual. And here it's interesting that he ate meat and wine every day. It sounds like on their table. The B'nai Rav Poppa are asking him about him that his diet was a heavy duty diet. That he was eating meat every single day. And that might have explained that Rapapa was a balbasar. Good play on words too. A balbasar. It was a heavier individual, but he's all Baal basar, that he ate meat every day. Now, the Gemara says, Rav Sheshit, B'kaita. Rav in the summertime, Motivlu Rabbanah Echid de Machet He'd sit down the Rabbanan, where the sun used to get to. The Sitva, in the wintertime, Motivlu Rabbanah Echid de He would seat them where it used to get shady. So in the summertime, when it was going to be hot, he made sure to sit the Rabbanan, where it was going to get super hot. And in the wintertime, when it was going to be cold, he sat the Rabbanan in an area where it would get super cold. The reason being that Rav Sheishet was a Sagi nahor. He was blind and couldn't tell what time it was. But he wanted to ensure that the Rabbonon would end up eating their meal on Shabbat. That they wouldn't tarry and they would eat their meals of the Shabbat. So how would he know this? He placed them in areas where it would force them to stand up or get up. And when that happened, he would know that it was time to release everybody or tell them to go to the meal. Made him uncomfortable and that's how he signaled to himself that it was time to end the shir. That they would get up quickly and then they would go to their Shabbat meals. Used to go around speaking to the chavrutot of the rabbanan. I beg you, Don't be mechalel the Shabbat. Don't get caught up in your girsah. Don't get caught up in your learning. Make sure you go to the meal and eat the Shabbat. Even an individual is davening on Erev Shabbat anybody who's davening on Arv Shabbat and says Vayahulu, Malayalava if he became a partner in the completion of with the Kodesh because the Apostolic says, Don't call it Vayichulu that Hashem finished it, but rather Vayichulu that you helped, you finished it along with Hashem. Then in the plural, all of you finished it. You together with Hashem finished it. Now this is the Vayichulu the that's being referred to here is, is most likely the Vayichulu after Shmona Esrei. Though the tour does understand the Vayyachulu here to be referring to the Vayyachulu in Shmon Esrei. Because here you see that even an individual who dives in Erev Shabbat should also say Vayyachulu. So that would imply that the normal way to say it is B'tzibor or amongst many. That the Mishnah Brua notes that this is an edut Agorish Baruchu and therefore one should ensure to do it with more than one person <laughs> <laughs> right Chazanish says that he doesn't think it's necessary that you could say it by yourself there's no necessity for two people that even if you see here from the Gemara Yahid can say by Yechudu Kabbalah, there's an Indian to say vayichulu three times on Friday night. That's what we end up doing. We say vayichulu once in Shmonesre, we say vayichulu once after Shmonesre, and then once vayichulu when we actually make kiddush at home. So that's why we say it three times. There is a at amongst the poskim with regards to vayichulu in Shmonesre whether a person is yotzei kiddush with the vayichulu in Shmonesre that has to do with the fact that the and Shmunesri lacks a mention of at Mitzrayim, which might be integral to the mitzvah of Kiddush, as the Gemara Pesachim says. That may be midoraita, you could be Yotzi Vayechulot, but you're still lacking in what we call Kiddush b'mokom Su'udah. So that might be why you need to do it again when you get home. For the Bnei beitcha. you also have to do Vayechulot, and therefore the Kiddush, or the Kadesh, the Shabbat and Shmunesri, will not suffice that one has to make Kiddush again, to have Kiddush b'mokom Su'udah. How do I know that speech is like action? But the word of Hashem, the world was created, the heavens were created. I think the word is bringing in here as a reference to the individual who's saying, he's being a partner with a G-d Baruch Hu through the saying of Ayahulu. How do you know that that's being part of creation? Because even Hashem, the Dvar Hashem, Nasu. That even through words one can be creative, one can be a part of Mahsibrishit. Amar Amar Balel Shabbat, Vomer Shnei Melavin adam O Lo. Any person who says Vayuhulu on Erev Shabbat, the two Malachim that normally accompany him, place their hands on his head and say, V'saravonech, tichupar, that your sins shall be removed and your iniquities be forgiven. Two angels accompany an individual when he returns from Shul to his house on Erev Shabbat, one good and one bad. When he gets home and they find the candles lit, the table set, and the beds made, This should be the same way the next Shabbat. And the bad angel has to answer Amen against his will. If it's opposite, he finds the house in disarray and not prepared for the Shabbat. The Omer here at the Shabbat Hashem's will that it should be this way again next week. And then the good angel has to answer Amen against His will. This is the idea of gaining momentum that if it happens this week, that it will happen again next week, and that's what the Malachim are saying. prepare his table on Shabbat, even though he's only going to eat a small portion. he's going to eat This is important. Again, we discuss this that the reason for preparing for Shabbat is not necessarily to do with the individual themselves but to do with the Shabbat and therefore the house should be prepared for Shabbat even though you're not necessarily going to eat there even though a person is not necessarily around others that are keeping Shabbat same with the dress that a person has to get dressed for Shabbat and present themselves to the Shabbat even though there aren't others around and the is not going to be attending Shul the Shabbat demands this it's not an issue of being with other individuals Rav Aharon Rebbe Lola L'Olam He said, "Adam Shukano b'Motzei Shabbat." After pichay not to be haligzayit. The person always should set his table on Motzei Shabbat, even he's only going to eat a kizayit. This is the idea of what we call malava malkel. The Rashi says about this that for getting your table ready on Motzei Shabbat is nami kavod Shabbat. The lavot bitziato derech kavod to accompany in the Shabbat on the way out that's also a part of this like a person who accompanies the king who is leaving the city this is the idea of Malava Malka Rashi mentioned this in yesterday's daf, and Muskim also mentioned this in the rung of items that are important on Shabbat Malava Malka sits pretty low down that is that a person should give preference to the three meals on Shabbat that is Sudash Lishit which is probably the most difficult of them over Malava Malka because Sudash Lishit might be a Din de Oraita as we learned yesterday from Sukim that Hayom is mentioned three times Whereas Malava Malka is a nice thing to do, but not necessarily a chiyuv or an obligation of sorts. A person should give precedence to eating Sudash Lishit, to eating the Shalosh Sudot on Shabbat, rather than Malava Malka if you can only do one or the other. Obviously it's best to do both. If you can the other thing that Rashi notes is that when it came to giving a person from stakah, we would not necessarily provide for them from Malava Malka. That we told them to eat the meal on Shabbat in order to get the Shalosh Sudot, we wouldn't provide another meal for Malavamalka. Malko. We saw this also in the Tosafot as well. He mentioned that meal on Motzei Yom it is considered to be like a Yomtub meal, whereas that's not true by the meal on Motzei Shabbat. But just in terms of the relative ranking, in terms of its hierarchy, that the Malavamalka Malko is lower down than many other things that are involved in terms of eating. Chamin Vemotzei Shabbat Melugma. A person has hot water on Motzei Shabbat. It's curative in nature. It means actually says to drink, hot water to drink, and hot water to wash one's hands and feet, hot, bread, fresh bread, and Moshe Shabbat is Mlugma. it's also curative, it's wonderful, he used to make on Moshe Shabbat, when it was going out, an igla tilta, the question of an igla tilta is, whether it's an ego that was, the third born to its mother, an Egil that was, Three years old, different interpretations, but it happens to be prime meat. But he only ate from it the kidneys, which is what he was after. That was the delicacy that he was looking for. But he used to uh, shek the whole animal just from Lava Malka in order to get to the Kuliyoto. When his son, Avime, grew up, why are you wasting a whole animal just to get the kidneys out? We sheikht an animal on Erev Shabbat to eat the meat on Shabbat, let's keep the kidneys from the Arab Shabbat, and then you'll eat those on Motzei Shabbat, Shavkuah. so that's what they did, they left them, and the lion came and ate it, Rashi says the lion, came and ate the, Ikla tilta. came and ate the Ego, the Ego that they otherwise, would have shechted for, Motzei Shabbat, that's what they were trying to save, the lion came and ate it to show that it was wrong, that they should shecht it. That was part of Kiv Shabbat. Therefore, it was wrong not to shecht it, or what Abimei's suggestion was incorrect. On the other hand, you could read it that they left the kidneys, and then a lion came and ate up the kidneys or the meat. Never they didn't have them, the, let's say, Shabbat. But either way, the lion was coming to indicate that Rabbi Abel's practice was something that was to be lauded. What <laughs> happened huh? Because there a day, you only had two choices. You ate meat right away. Or you have to salt it and then keep it for long duration. So in terms of fresh meat, you shake the whole animal, you're not going to eat it on let's say Shabbat. That's what I would say. I don't think they threw it out. I'm Levi. One of very famous Dino. Whoever answers Yemein Yehishmei Rabbo with all of his strength, they rip up any decrees. What's interesting here is, what does that mean? Rashi and Tosafot both quote. Bechol means? Proper kavanah. The re on the other hand, says that in the Psykka, it quotes Amaseh. And it seems to there that it says, Bechol ram." That they did it loud, that there was a reason to raise one's voice and b'chol doesn't just mean be k'chol, but also means to raise your voice when you're answering me'n yeh shmei rabo. Schneemar b'fro'ah perot b'Yisrael b'itna dev am barkhu Hashem. Ma'itayma b'fro'ah perot? Why is there perot? because they gave brachah to Hashem. Now the word parua or perot means to rip up or to be out of sorts. So why is there before a Why is things out of sorts? Why are things being ripped up? Because Baruch Hashem, because they gave bracha to Hashem, they said therefore the Gzardin is being torn up. Even if he has a little touch of what is zera, they forgive him. Before a it's written Vora before It says by the egel keep a ruahu when Aaron coin gets them involved in the Eigala Zahab, it says that Kiparuahu that they lost control, things were getting wild. That was associated with the Vodazara, and here we have the other parua that's associated with the and the Gemara puts the two together. Anybody answers Amin with all of his strength. They open up the doors to Gan Eden Mishne Mar Pitcho Shiarim Shomer Emunim. Open up the gates and the righteous nations should come. Shomer Munim. El Shomer Emunim means that they keep their faith. Aldekra Shomer Munim Ella Shomerim Amen. Don't read it as those that keep the faith, but rather those that answer Amen. My Amen. What's the meaning of the word Amen? Amarabi Chanina, Kel Melech Ne'aman. He said, Hashem is the faithful king, is the reliable king. That's what says over here, Kel Melech Ne'aman, that Tariqah her herbal meramein. That's what you have to be thinking when you say Amen. I mean, the simple translation is, so be it. You acknowledge, affirm, you acquiesce to the statement that's being made. Over here, Mara is suggesting that it's even more meaningful, which is Kel Melech ne'aman. Not just, yes, that it should so be it, but it's a, you're acknowledging that it's a shem, who is the one that will make it happen or make it come true, and that's what you should have in mind. Just a note here, which is interesting, when it comes to Kriyat Shema, we say that a person, if they are davening B'Hidul, should have, in the words, gel neman, before they start to Kriyat Shema, According to many. On the other hand, we said that when a person is part of the tzibur, and they get to a bokhurba bi'ahava, we do not answer amen, but rather go straight into shema. I was bothered by that, because here the Gemara equates between amen and Kel Melech ne'aman. So if you're not willing to interrupt with the amen to answer the bokhurba mo'israel bi'ahava, then why would it be okay to add in the Kel Melech Neaman? Here the Gemara seems to look at them as somewhat interchangeable. The Ber does raise the issue, not exactly in that form, but does raise this issue about interrupting between Bukhur B'meiso B'Avah and Shma. about the difference between maybe the Tzibur and the Yechid. Amrei Behuda, B'Rei the Rav Shmol, B'Rei the Rav. Ein Shabbat. Fire is only found in a place where there is desecration of Shabbat. In Yomar, Im Eli the Yom HaShabbat, Sayyid you don't listen to me to sanctify the Shabbat and not carry your loads, Sayyidi, Esh, Bishara, I will kindle a fire in its gates and it will consume the palaces of Yerushalayim it will not be extinguished what does it mean that it will not be extinguished Happen a time when people aren't available to put it out when's that? that's on the night of Shabbat he says that Yerushalayim was destroyed because they profaned the Shabbat because they Turned away, closed their eyes to the Shabbat. Therefore, I am profaned. Shalaim was destroyed because they did not say Kriyat in the morning and the evening. Woe to you that get up in the morning and that are chasing after alcohol. It talks about their feasts that were full of wine and all these musical instruments. But they don't look at the works of Hashem. Therefore the nation will put into Galot. So that the Paul Hashem L'yebitu, Rashi says, is referring to the Kriyat They were so involved in their celebrations and their drinking of alcohol that they did not focus on what was important of Paul Hashem L'yebitu, that they didn't put Hashem's name over all, meaning being sanctified Hashem's name through the Shema Israel. the reason Islam was destroyed is because they took the children away from learning Torah. Ma why is it gonna be spilled onto them? because the young ones are outside. the other young ones are outside means they're not in the Baby Midrash, they're not learning, and that's why it caused the destruction of Yishalayim They were not embarrassed, they're not ashamed in front of each other. Kambosh they did this horrible thing, this terrible thing, and they were not ashamed of it. They're not embarrassed about what they have done. The reason Yishalam was destroyed is because little ones and the big ones were equated. That the regular people and the Kohen were equated. It says afterward, See here in the of Tashas, he says, It'll be desolated. It'll be destroyed. They did not chastise each other. Their leaders, their princes were like the rams. They didn't find a place to graze. Just like the Rams, when they're eating or they're walking, they have a head by the other person's tail. They stuck their head in the sand and they did not chastise each other because they denigrated the. So they used to be maliv, denigrate the messengers of God, and they used to disregard his words, and they used to sweep away, play around with Nevi'im, until the anger of Hashem arose, without some point when there's no cure, there's no reversing it. Anybody who denigrates a Tamar Chacham, there is no cure to the punishment that he will receive from Rav Rav don't touch those that are anointed these are the children who are learning in the Beit Midrash and Rashi explains over here how do we know this is referring to the children that's the nature of children that you put oil on them we saw that earlier in the Mesech when it came to discussing a, a gift that you're given to a child that you put a mark of shaman on the child this refers to the Rish Lakish quotes from Rabbi Yehuda this is not Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda but rather his grandson Rabbi Yehuda Nisiah Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan the Gemara does mention did see Rabbi but they were very young at the time that they saw Rabbi there they're discussing Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish trying to remind themselves who Rav was they remember Rav was one of the top guys in the Shiar of Rabbi and he used to be up front they said he sat in the front row and he used to go back and forth with Rabbi he was the top student in Rabbi's Shir. Rav leaves for Bavel, And therefore, Rabbi Yochan and Rish don't really have any association with him. But they recall he was there in the Shear. So we know that Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish were in this Rabbi Shir, But they were youngsters. They were very young when they were Shir Rabbi. It makes sense that Rish Lakish was a contemporary of Rabbi Yehuda Nisiyah, which had been a grandson of Rabbi. The reason that the world is continuing or kept because of the... Words the learning of Torah of the youngsters. What are we chopped liver? Our learning doesn't do this. Why are you only counting the learning of the kids? Big difference between the purity of the child who's learning Torah and an adult who has already has sin involved. And there's a big difference between the purity of the Torah of the youngsters versus our Torah learning. So this is interesting because the Gemara in the end of Sota says that. That every day, that Kilulata mirubab, that the curse gets greater. Each day is more difficult than the previous day, and the only thing that saves us every day is hevel tino kodesh rabban and kedusha desidra. The two things that allow us to survive or to succeed are these two things. One is the learning of the young children in the beit midrash, which is similar to what the gemara is saying over here. That they keep the world going. That they are but to maintain the world. The other thing is kedusha desidra. Which their their your name note is uval which is a Hashem through the Kiddushah There's mentioned of but we translate it into Aramaic. Not only was it kiddush Hashem, but it was a kiddush Hashem that everybody understood because it was translated for the Hamonah. So those are the two things that maintain the world. We hear the Gemara mentions this idea of the Tinokoch of Beit Rabban supporting the world. So then we have <laughs> We do not stop the children from learning even to build the Beit of Mi <laughs> a question here of what he said. I have this Kabbalah from my forefathers. Yes, very good. Ah, so very good. And some say it's from your forefathers. So it makes sense that it's your forefathers is referring to... Rabbi. but if it's referring to Reish Lakish's forefathers, we know the story of Reish Lakish in the Gemara and Baba that actually was Reish Ganavim. He was the head of these bandits, of these marauders, and Rabbi Yochanan convinces him to be choser b'tshuva and to become a great Talmud Chacham. It's interesting over there, and you can see here the Gillian Ashas. He just says, take a look in Baba Metzia on Da'pey Dalid. Look in the Tosafot over there. There's an interesting Tosafot in Boba Metzia. For those who remember, then we did it then, and we mentioned it once again later on. Tosafot over there says that that. that Reish Lakish was not a bandit from a young age. He was at first a big time with Chacham. He left the faith, as they call it today, Chuzer B'Sheila, he went out, became a robber, a bandit, and then Rabbi Yochanan brings him back. Rabbi Kiviger notes over here that that might make a difference here in terms of the girsah, because it would make sense then if Reish Lakish was originally a Talmud he was originally one of the Moraim, then it would have made sense that he says me that it came from my forefathers. I'm assuming that's what the Rabbi Kiviger is referencing back to the Gemara in Messiah. Any city that does not have a Beit Midrash full of children learning gets destroyed. It is annihilated. In Mahriv means there's something left over. Mahrim means it's cleaned out. The reason that Yerushalayim was destroyed, because honest people were no longer there. Shenamar. Shotutu Float through. Go through the streets of Yushalaim. Uruna well, Emuna Go out and see in the city. See if you can find anybody who does justice. And speaks truthfully, and I will forgive Yerushalayim, implying that there was no such person in Yushlaim that acted honestly, people that acted in faith. Ini is it really true. Even in the downfall of when it was being tripped up, There were still people who are honest and truthful. shinamar because it says, person will grab a hold of his brother from his family, and say simla l'cha katzin Here you have a beged. You become our leader. Davrim shibne adam mitkatzin behen katzimla. Things that people cover up, like a simla, like a beged. Yechdan beyadecha. You have in your hand the person asks them the reasons for things in the Torah they hide their words they don't know what to answer they want to make him into a leader because they say you you know Torah you're knowledgeable in Torah since you're knowledgeable in Torah you should be a leader for us and this ruin will be under your hand under your rule these are things that people don't understand them Unless they've tripped over them, meaning that they've gone over them two or three times until they really get it sorted out in terms of Torah. So therefore, since you have that under your hand, you'll be our leader. He will reply, retort on that day. I will not be the one who is the cure. He takes a and he so you see the word be Midrash. I'm not amongst those that close themselves up in the Beit Midrash. Basically, he admits that I'm not the person that you're looking for. You think I'm full of Torah. And then he says openly that I, I'm not the one you're looking for. I don't have the Torah that you're looking for. I cannot be the leader. So you hear, see, in honesty, they come to appoint him as a leader. And they want him to be a leader because he knows, his knowledge of Torah. And he says, I'm not. I don't have it. In my house, there's no food and there's no clothing. I'm not knowledgeable in Torah, Mishnah, Gemara. Gemara says here, you see that the people were honest. When they came to ask him to be the leader and be knowledgeable and to he says, I'm not. It says, we might. I didn't know that's true. Tell me shiny Maybe it's different than the okay, The problem is that if he told them, if he lied to them and said that I did learn, then they would say to him, tell us, give us some information. And he'd be proved wrong right away. The Gemara says that it's no proof that a person doesn't lie. If it's something that's going to be ferreted out, it's going to be something that is going to become known. So over here, if he lies and says he knows it, they're going to test him right away. They're going to say, oh, please tell us this. They'll ask him in Allah, they'll ask him in Torah, and he won't have any answer. So of course he didn't lie. He didn't lie because he couldn't lie. But had he been able to lie, maybe he would have lied. When I says, that's not true. God, sabladeh meymar, He could say, I did learn, I just forgot it. So ma So what does it mean that I was not in the Beit Midrash, I'm not knowledgeable that they were telling the truth? He says, dealing with two different areas one area they were truthful and honest the other area they were not truthful and honest when it came to Divrei Torah they were honest if they didn't know they said they didn't know they didn't lie about the fact that they were not knowledgeable Salmatan when it came to business dealings they couldn't find an honest person inside of Yerushalayim because of that Yerushalayim was destroyed and it's important that the Masalmatan that Ben Adam Lechavero put on the same plane as Ben Adam Limakom. it's not enough just to be honest but Divrei Torah a person has to also be honest but Masa ummatan, Madan will